Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Upopolis podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, child life specialist, host of the podcast, and the national program manager for Upopolis. I'm excited today because I was kind of inspired on my drive home from work last night for today's episode. We have several podcast episodes in the works with some teens who are going to come and share about some of their favorite interventions that they've done with child life specialists to help learn or cope with their diagnosis or treatment. We're also looking at Child Life Specialist sharing about favorite interventions that they do with teens. I shared about a couple in episode 10. I think I gave you five of my favorite successful interventions that I've done over my 24 years working with youth. And then we had another episode, episode nine, which you might want to flip back and check out. And that was about preparing your child for a vaccine, no matter if they're a teen or a younger child. We had some great suggestions in there where we pulled together our team of child life specialists that work with Kids Health Links Foundation, and they shared some of their strategies for you to prepare as parents for getting your children ready for vaccines. And this is applicable for any vaccine, but with COVID vaccines rolling out, it's kind of a crucial time for that. So today's episode, as I was driving home last night, I'm going to give a little shout out to one of my favorite personal development people, Rachel Hollis, and I was listening to her episode 176, and I'm not sure the exact title, but every year she reviews her agenda from the year before at the last week of the year. So I was just reading her strategies for doing that and the reasoning behind it. And she talked about color coding your agenda to make sure that you're doing the things that you want to do to reach the goals in your life. And I thought as child life specialist, or no matter who you are, when you're working towards your goals, what a great way to do that is to make sure that every week or every two weeks that you see the colors showing up, they're helping you move towards your goals. So if you have a goal to really learn about a specific diagnosis or a specific type of intervention, being able to know when you sign up for PD that you're not just signing up for any old random PD, but the PD that gets you where you want to go professionally. So if you have a chance, um, I really suggest that you listen to that. And she really gets you to break down and separate out the things benefited you that you had done over the year or they weren't really the best use of your time and money. So anyway, worth checking out. And also um, as inspired by her new podcast series called Faves Faves. So she talks to different celebrities and people of impact about their favorite things and they get to pick the topics, which I thought was kind of interesting since the other week we had talked about some of my favorite interventions and it inspired me to do this episode and talk about some of my favorite distraction items. So as a child life specialist who's been practicing for a long time, it's really funny because I love technology and I am open to all the different types of distraction and coping techniques, but some of my favorite things really kick it old school. I know all child life specialists or majority of us are huge fans of bubbles and COVID has kind of nipped that one in the bud, but we are still able to use some kind of bubble machines, but I just, I'm not there. That is not something that I have moved towards. I love like really interactive and I know that is interactive, but I love the whole breathing techniques that come along with bubbles and the whole, I don't know, just the old experience of it. So anyways, when I was thinking about like what some of my favorite things are, we have a light spinner. So just this round plastic dome with a handle, it has a little silver button on it, you press and there's like a series of several different lights that when it spins, it looks like there, you know, there's a blue circle, orange circle, and it always mesmerizes those little ones. And, you know, even the school age kids are really interested in it. And it's really nice because they can control it. They can start and stop it, 
or I can be like, oh, it's going to start in three, two, one, and it buys me a little more time. It captures their attention while I'm counting, and then boom, it happens. And then it shuts off, and we go through the process again, and then eventually I let them have a chance. So it's really fun. There's lots of really cool light things that teens are interested in, too. Keeping it simple and keeping it fun, but light spinners are definitely one of my favorite, and I don't think that you know there's an age cutoff for that one. One of the games that I love to play on the iPad, and I don't believe at all that you can hand a kid an iPad or hand a teenager an iPad and they will be mesmerized throughout a procedure. Yes, maybe some temperaments, but not majority. You need to have somebody there with that iPad, keeping the engagement, asking the questions, redirecting them, keeping them focused. And I really love the game Cut the Rope. The little green guy, he eats the candies. He's super simple. Well, it's challenging, but super simple in that you only need one finger to swipe. So no matter what procedure you're in, you can pretty much always play it. doesn't matter what age you are. You can kind of play it when you're three. You can play it when you're 20 or 40, whatever. It's just a fun little game that is super simple to use and you don't need any body movement. So it really encourages you to stay still. And each section or each attempt that you get to feed this little guy the candy you can either shoot to like also capture all the stars or you can just keep it simple and get him to eat the candy then you're moving on and the youth has to press next to move on to the next level so it's a way to keep drawing them back in and then you can be just like you know swipe you just need to swipe with your finger now and that just redirects them and it helps them keep focused on the distraction rather than what else is going on Where's Waldo? I know, I think I'm dating myself, but I love Where's Waldo. We were gifted this Christmas a little book set with a magnifying glass with a teeny tiny Where's Waldo um, adventures. That excites me. Um, I love any type of I Spy stuff. I love I Spy that you can just pull out of the air, like, you know, just sitting in a room with your child or youth and playing I Spy. I love Where's Waldo. I love the I Spy books. Um, anything like that. I really enjoy that type of thing. So I also love adventures. I love it when you can just ask a youth somewhere that they've been or somewhere that they want to go or just someplace they want to imagine. And then you search up some pictures on it. Uh, And there's really cool apps for this that let you do like 360 tours of places, or you could just like look up different pictures and just talk about like what that experience was like or what that experience might be like should you be there. And you can talk about everything from, I mean, I always default to Disney. If you know me, you know I'm a huge Disney lover. But you can talk about the rides. You can talk about the treats they would have. They can talk about seeing the castle for the first time or experiencing a roller coaster. Or would it be the parade that would be your aha moment? Like you can talk about all those fine details if you're going to a beach and talking about the type of sand you might expect and what the temperature of the water would be like or what activities would you like to do while you're at the beach. Or if you're going to like visit some cool place like Italy or going to Citadel Hill in Halifax or thinking about CN Tower, the aquarium, like what might that be like? What animals might you see? What might it be like to walk on that glass floor? So just really talking about like all the details, what it would be like to do that elevator ride to the top and just honing in on all the little details. And if you want, you can turn into like a guided imagery type session where you talk about like calming the body and relaxing and closing your eyes and visualizing it. And you as the person who's helping guide them through this experience, talking about the things that they would see, hear, smell, feel. So I really love adventures. And what I do love about some of these things that I'm suggesting as my faves 
is that most people have a handheld device. So they can get access to the free cut the rope game. They can get access to pictures from different places they might want to talk about. You can Google um, a guided imagery script. If you're a new child life specialist or someone who hasn't practiced that before, you can search up ones and practice them and get to know the feel and the tone of your voice you want to use. And they're not things that cost a lot of money and they're not things that you have to like always make sure you have on hand because if you get put in a situation really quick, these are things like I spy is something that you can just make happen. You don't need specific things to do that. So I love the adventures and I love the I spy where's Waldo search and find type things. But I also love questions. So whether or not it's a box of like questions that you would buy for like a game or a party or those keychains that you get. I have a really great one that was put out by American Girl that has like all kinds of questions on a keychain. I know I have a party box one that is round with a birthday cake on it that has lots of questions. And when it comes to like grief support from some of the great resource books that are out there, they have questions in the back. And the nice thing about it is when you're doing like just random questions, there's no like having to think up questions and being stumbling because no matter how easy it would be to think up questions when you're in kind of a stressful situation, they just don't come to mind. So it's nice to have a little pile of them. But when you're in somewhere like a grief group and you're running something like that, you don't want the person, if you're asking the same question to everybody, then people aren't paying attention because they're so worried about what they're going to answer or they're so nervous about how their body's going to react or what emotions they're going to show. They can't really focus on being there and actively listening to other people. So having those questions and playing a game like using Skittles, you know, if you pick a yellow Skittle, you get a yellow um, or if you roll the dice and you get a blue dot, you get a blue question, then it takes away that whole, a whole level of anticipation. You're still anticipating your turn, but the anxiety that might come along with that is definitely decreased when you don't really know exactly what you're going to be asked. And you would be surprised, like the teens love them. They often will ask us like at grief camp to bring those questions around the adolescent campfire. We have a campfire for older kids or camp out. Um, on one of the last nights. And they'll ask us to bring those questions because they want to talk. They want the opportunity to talk. They just don't necessarily know um, or have the comfort level to bring up those discussions. Um, And when you have just these random questions, they can say if it doesn't apply to them, they can say if they're not ready to talk about that, they can have control, some control over that. But majority of the time, you'll find that they're really keen Um, and really want to have those discussions. But when it comes to like being supportive for a procedure and that type of thing, like just a this or that questions, or would you rather type questions, um, or just like questions to want to get to know them. Um, And maybe if you feel uncomfortable, like making things too personal, you know, you just stick to the basics about, you know, hobbies that they might enjoy or adventures they might have had or their favorite colors or favorite foods, all those things or favorite authors. You know, it's really great when you ask about favorite books or favorite games because it you can take a deeper dive into whatever their answer is. So those are some of my faves. I would love to hear your faves too. If you're a child life specialist and you have um, tools that you love using for interventions, I know one thing that I love that I've had in the past is like the spin tops that you stack on top of one another 
when they're spinning. And another thing was like a kaleidoscope that you put your um, glitter wand in. Those types of things, though, you have to have those specific things. And it's really great to have those tools. But I always like to think of the things that you don't necessarily need to have. So anyway, those are my fave faves. Thank you, Rach, for the inspiration to do this talk. I would love to hear from you guys. So if you have a favorite, um, share it with us. I'll ask Tia to post on our social asking what people's favorite distraction items are. And I will ask youth what their favorite coping or distraction items are. And then please or listen to some of our past episodes. There's some great content in there. If you like us, share about us on your social media. And don't forget to subscribe. We have a new podcast that comes out every second Tuesday. And we love to share with you the experiences of youth and all the tips and tricks to navigate the child life world.